Shalom my friends and welcome back to the Eagle's Eye podcast. This is episode 40 and this one is entitled Watching Over Zion. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's been um, a couple of weeks, probably more than a couple of weeks, actually. <laughs> We've just been so inundated with a variety of work that um, I really felt that I needed just to lay aside the podcasts for a, for a few weeks. I'm so busy with uh, the ministry that uh, we're connected with, with Christian Friends of Israel. We've had quite a few um, conferences to do, um, two conferences that were on Zoom, uh, all-day prayer conferences, uh, which were really, really good. And uh, I was speaking to a, um, a group down in Essex, again via Zoom, uh, on the Friday. And um, it's, there's just been so much going on, which, you know, I'm not complaining about it. It's good. But sometimes you just need to think, you know, I could do with a rest. And indeed, um, yeah, I've got a rest coming up. I've got a couple of weeks uh, off uh, coming up. And so I'm looking forward to that and getting some rest, getting my batteries recharged. But um, yeah, the last podcast that we did was episode 39. Uh, and it was around the time of uh, what the church calls Pentecost or Shavuot, uh, which is the uh, the Jewish. Uh, it's the same same time, really. Shavuot is Pentecost. Pentecost is Shavuot. Um, you know, the only difference is that Shavuot is 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 the Hebrew. Um, Pentecost is sort of like the Greek uh, wording of it. So hopefully, if you've not listened to that, it's still out there on the um, SoundCloud.com. Just go to soundcloud.com forward slash david-socal and you'll be able to hear episode 39 of the Eagle's Eye podcast and the Shavuot Wind. Uh, but like I say, it's been a few weeks uh, since we've done our last one, just due to the busyness and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. But uh, before I go on, before I talk about uh, this episode, episode 40, um, I want to tell you that next week... Um, I'm already uh, planning to do another podcast and that'll be my last podcast for a few weeks because like I said, I've got some time out and we've got other things happening as well. Uh, so it might be <laughs> it might be another month before you actually hear the uh, podcast 42. But uh, next week, do tune in because... Um, I'll be doing uh, a podcast which is going to be entitled simply the 4th of July. Now, if you think about the 4th of July, obviously you, 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 your thoughts immediately go to fireworks and uh, American celebrations and things like that. But you'll have to wait and find out why after I've entitled it the 4th of July. Because I'm not going to share any more. I'm just going to say tune in because you know what i'm i'm really really looking forward uh to to um presenting that podcast uh, because it's got a special meaning to me the fourth of july and all will be revealed <laughs> next week so that's uh, episode 41 but now episode 40 this is called watching over zion and do you know what i, I, I debated with myself can you debate with yourself uh, i don't know about you but um if i'm in a, a room on my own i'll often you know 
mutter to myself because I do mutter quite somewhat. Um, and um, <laughs> um, somebody once said uh, about talking to yourself, and 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 somebody said, you know what, David, uh, don't be don't be embarrassed that you're talking to yourself. It, it, it's 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 not actually a problem that you talk to yourself. Uh, and and the person went on to say, and he says, and, and, and it's not really a problem when you answer yourself. You're not going mad. You know, many people talk to themselves. Many people answer themselves. He said, the biggest problem comes when you say, sorry, what did you say? <laughs> I haven't got to that stage yet, but... So I was debating with myself, <laughs> regarding what this, um, what this podcast was going to be called. Because, obviously, for those who receive it, um, I do write... Um, what is currently a, a, a weekly news report for Christian Friends of Israel called Watching Over Zion. Um, I've already mentioned elsewhere uh, in earlier podcasts that uh, my, my calling since the 80s uh, was to work with Israel uh, and, uh, and to do this through the, the vehicle that is Christian Friends of Israel. And... Um, my official title, if, if, if you want to know, is the CFI UK Liaison Officer. Uh, and a big part of my work is also uh, part of the media department, uh, write, writing the Watching Over Zion news reports, looking after social media, etc. And of course, when I can, uh, everything is done by Zoom now. We, I, I do speak. But uh, when we're allowed to get back on the road, when this COVID nonsense has gone, uh, it's not really nonsense, but you know what I mean. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's frustrating that it, 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 it seems a long time since normality uh, happened. Things are starting to lift here in the UK. I don't know about the country where you're, list you're listening to this from, but certainly in the UK, uh, it's slowly opening. At times you think it's almost back to normal. Uh, the roads are absolutely jam-packed with traffic and lots of things that are happening. And at the time when I'm recording this, the... The um, early um, uh, Euro uh, 2020, 2021 football is happening. And um, yeah, they're even allowing a certain amount, a small amount of people back into the uh, football stadiums. So it, it is sort of like getting back to normality. But still, obviously, we, we, we can't just, you know, go back into how it used to be. Um, but even so... Um, Whenever it does happen, <laughs> and, and, and for the past 19 years or so, I, I've been, you know, speaking in, in a variety of places throughout the UK, even in Jerusalem and, and, and other places. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's part of my walk, my walk with, with God. It's part of my work with Christian Friends of Israel. It's my, my calling. And through this work, I'm constantly monitoring developments in Israel and reporting what impact that has on in the world. Uh, many people throughout the world receive these reports. And, um, and in additional, addition sorry, to reporting news that are not available through the general media, what I try to do is glean the most important information that I feel uh, is useful uh, from a variety of sources, including uh, personal sources of my, of my own, that's Jews and Arabs and Christians living in the land of Israel. And what I try to do is um, put this together in weekly reports uh, or fortnightly reports if we ever get out of lockdown in as much as it's still stopping us from working. Uh, if it goes back to normal, these reports will go back to fortnightly. 
and uh, what the four is in that they're intended to keep our supporters informed on the most critical current events so that they can be informed equipped to act uh, and uh, and pray obviously about the current situations in Israel and around about Israel and certainly in these days that we're living in um, I believe it's a vital part of the church to be active and informed and being intercessors for the nation of Israel um, you know it's it's a it's a tough one that because not a lot of Believers throughout the world appear to 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 understand the whole issue of Israel. Um, I always start with a word or or, or, or a scripture verse, um, and um, you know the word of God does state in Habakkuk um, chapter two and verse one, uh, "I will climb my watchtower," um, or as the King James Bible puts it, "I will stand upon my watch." And set me upon the tower, and I will watch. And and this is the conclusion of Habakkuk, the, the prophet, after asking questions of the most painful and distressing kind. Uh, and, and he's a lesson for all of us who, who write or receive or read with interest news uh, items relating to the Middle East and, and those who intercede for Israel. Basically, we've got a very strong-headed man called Habakkuk, whose very name suggests strong embrace of God. <laughs> wow. Imagine your name was the strong embrace of God. And, and this man who is the strong embrace of God, Habakkuk, has his questions. And he's puzzled, he's perplexed, often like I am, about the whole state of play regarding the Middle East. Uh, he wants to know uh, specifically things like the tragedy he sees. Uh, the, uh, and, and there seems to be no beginnings. There seems to be no key, no meaning, no end. And what he's doing, he's trying to stand in the gap. He's trying to support. He's watching. He's praying for his nation, Israel. And you know what? Doing that can be painful and distressing too at times. <laughs> it, you know, Habakkuk says, Art thou not from everlasting? And he, he's, this is a question that he's asking to God. He's, 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 you know, are you not from everlasting, Lord? Wow. Talk about being fiery. Talk about being, um, bolshy. <laughs> he wrestles with so many questions of why his people are suffering. And, and why is it that the enemy triumphs? And you know what? These are questions that I've asked God over the past few years and especially over the past couple of months. Uh, it's been a real, real battle. Uh, if you've been watching the news, you will know that during the month of May 2021, terror groups in Gaza once again were firing more rockets into Israel. And I was reporting on all that was going on there. Uh, 4,300 rockets were fired at Israel during the fighting in May. 13 people were killed in Israel, including uh, children. Um, and 357 people were wounded in Israel. And of course, the death toll would have been much higher had it not been for Israel's Iron Dome and, of course, the power of prayer. And, and I can remember when Julia and I were, were, were last in Israel in November 2019, we saw 450 rockets fired into Israel 
from the terrorists in Gaza. And you know, no government in the world would be condemned for defeating, uh, sorry, for, for defending its civilians from rocket attacks. So the big question is, why is Israel condemned? As soon as they respond, as soon as they um, take up arms to try and defend themselves, straight away in the news, Israel is condemned and it's wrong. It is so out of order. Because, I mean, for, for, for more than 10 years, the communities of southern Israel have been under repeated attack by rockets fired from Hamas-ruled Gaza. And you know what? This, this causes great problems to the Israeli civilians. They suffer sleepless nights, physical injuries, depression, severe anxiety. The children in particular suffer many things, including trauma, sleeping disorders, nightmares, etc. And this is why one of the ministries that we, we, one of the projects that we look after from our Jerusalem office uh, is going into the homes of these terrorist victims under communities under attack and, and, and ministering to these uh, people who suffer and helping them financially in other ways. Um, it's a difficult thing. It really, really is a difficult uh, part of the ministry to be dealing with. And I, I've spoke on this in, in previous podcasts, but, um, you know, I've often, I often wonder how do we stand as servants when we're, we're, we're called by God to do something like this? And, and thinking about Habakkuk, Habakkuk would sit through the darkness and he would watch. And, you know, that's very similar to today's situation as the, as the world sleeps. And indeed, many within the church, sadly, I'm hoping that there are a few watchmen who are watching, who are spying, who are peering, not giving up, searching the horizon for signs of coming disaster or, or, or even the dawn of, of, of light. This is what Habakkuk was doing. This, this is where I believe we need to be uh, as believers uh, in, in Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. We need to be watchmen. We need to be men and women of God without compromise, but equally with servant hearts. And when the world demands an answer, which the world has been demanding lots, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the horrific... Uh, anti-Israel uh, Jew hatred that's been on the streets of London and Bradford and, 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 and places like that, people spewing out all sorts of anti-Semitism. It's been hideous. But these people are doing it in ignorance and they need an answer. They need to, to they demand an answer. And really, where is the church? The church should be there giving them the answer. The people of the church should understand that the, the times that we're living in should understand that God has not given up on Israel and it, Israel is still the apple of his eye and they should be able to give these people the answer. So where is the church is my question. Regarding the whole Israel, we should be able to challenge them with answers and, 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 and not, not appease, not appeasement. We, we, we need to continue to stand with Israel, keeping watch, serving the Jewish nation, and, you know, hey, we may not be welcomed by many, but if that's what our calling is, that is what our calling is. In many ways, we will even be hated by some. Yet we must stand with Israel 
as the true and faithful people that God has called us to be. This is, the, the, this is our calling. This is my calling. This is our destiny. So I'm just pondering, what do you think is the future regarding the nation of Israel? Uh, what does the future hold for, for the rest of the Middle East? Uh, what of the different groups with Syria? You know, here's a big one for you. What about the Christians living in the Middle East? We know uh, that, that nine years or more, Assad regime has been destroying parts of his own country uh, in Syria. What about the Christians in Syria? Um, what about Damascus? Will Damascus eventually fall? Or, you know, is the prophecy of Isaiah 17 verses 1 to 3 soon to be fulfilled regarding Damascus? If you don't know what that is, stop the, the podcast, turn to your scriptures and look at Isaiah 17, 1 to 3, because it speaks about a time which, if you read it, 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 it appears to be some type of nuclear disaster. And, and what does all this mean for the people of Israel? Is Messiah coming? Even the ultra-Orthodox are asking this question. Is Messiah coming? We believe, obviously, he, the Messiah has been 2,000 years ago, but it does say in the New Testament that he will return. So is he coming back? These are all questions that I believe we need to keep before us and keep bringing before God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in our uh, intercession. Um, there is much I can share on this. Um, you know, what time of the day are we? Because the scripture tells you to, to watch, to pray, to be alert. And in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 1 to 8, we read, uh, As he was going uh, out of the temple, one of, his, one of his disciples said to him, Rabbi, behold, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Yeshua said, in verse 2, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another which will not be torn down. And of course, this was fulfilled uh, in AD 70. And then in verse 3, we read, As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James and John and Andrew were questioning him privately. And he said, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? And Yeshua began to say to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name saying, I am he and will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumours of wars, do not be frightened. These things must take place, but that is not the end. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be various earthquakes in various places. There'll be famines. Uh, these are the beginnings of the birth pangs. And boy, yeah, we, we, we're in those days now, aren't we? We've been in those days for, 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 for a long time now with an increase apparently in, in earthquakes and famines. And, you know, you go back to the 80s, remember Band-Aid? Um, and uh, feed the world and all things like that. Are these not merely the beginnings of birth pangs? But then Jesus, Yeshua, goes on to describe how his return will take place. And in Mark chapter 13, the Gospel of Mark 13, in verses 24 to 37, we read, but in those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give 
its light and the stars will start falling from the heavens and the powers are in the heavens will be shaken and they will see the son of man coming in the clouds with great power and glory now note these days are after the tribulation hmm Verse 27, and then he will send forth his angels and gather together his elect from the four corners of the world. Even so, verse 29 says, when you see these happening, th these things happening, recognize that he is near right at the door. <laughs> and this is really interesting. He says, verse 30, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. This generation will not pass away. That means the generation that is alive when these things start to take place. Is that our generation? Verse 31 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Now, this is the crucial point here, Mark thirteen thirty-three. Note it in your Bible, Mark thirteen thirty three. it says, Take heed, keep on the alert, for you do not know when the appointed time will come. And then he, he gives sort of like a parable, he says in verse 34, It's like a man away on his journey, or as the King James Version states, For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey. I.e., that's Jesus going back to heaven after the ascension, he's died for our sins, he's risen again, and he's going back to the Father via the ascension. Okay? For the Son of Man is a man taking a far journey. Who left his house, who is, the, who is his house? Well, it's got to be the church. And gave authority to his servants. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says... But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. He gives us authority. If only the church would walk in the authority of God. And to every man his work. All believers are called to do something. And commanded the porter to watch. Verse 35. Watch ye therefore. For ye know not when the master of the house cometh. That's the second coming. And then he gives four times. Of the watchman's clock. Okay. First of all, he says, evening. You don't know when the master will come back, whether it be in the evening or at midnight or the cock crowing or in the morning. So what are these four pointers of the night? Well, evening is the time of the first watch between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. The second watch being midnight, is 9pm till 12 midnight. The third watch is the cock crowing, 12 midnight to 3am. And the fourth watch is morning or dawn, 3am to 6am. And the question is, could we be living in the morning watch? Could we be waiting for the glorious morning to come? There's something happening. There is something Definitely happening in the world today. Not just with COVID, not just with uh, the, the, the fact that we've seen so many wars, so many troubles, so much famine, so, much, uh, so many earthquakes, different things like that. We are living in a time, I believe, 
when there is a spirit of lawlessness that's erupted in 2021 like we've never seen before. And it's a troubling time. In Isaiah chapter 62 and verse 1 to 7, we read, For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her righteousness shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. You know, he goes on to say, it says, The nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. So basically, the nations are going to see something that's happening and and they've got to take note of what those who are part of the church say. The nations will see your righteousness, but actually, is this the church? Or is this Israel? Because it says, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her righteousness shines out. So actually... It could include, or it, it could include Israel in the church, or it could actually mean Israel. There will be such a dramatic change to the people of Israel that they will cry out to the God of Israel, the, the, the God of Aram, Isaac, and Jacob, and something will happen. Something will happen. Because we're in these strange days. We're in these strange days of, of a spirit of lawlessness where we see the world in uproar, even throughout the um, when, when COVID started to hit and lockdown came in. What was happening in many parts of the world? There, there was the Black Lives Matter campaigning and they were ripping down things and they were smashing up uh, uh, monuments and all sorts. And since these last month or so when Hamas in Gaza, the terrorist organisation, once again fired over 3,000 rockets at Israel. What happened? There was an explosion all over the world of anti-Jew hatred, anti-Semitism, people marching and and, and demanding the rights for for the Arab-Palestinians. I mean, they don't actually do anything for the Arab-Palestinians. They just you know, get on the streets with hatred towards the Jew. I can remember a couple of uh, weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I, I did an article about uh, in Watching Over Zion about every picture tells a story. And um, the, the, the war that was raging at the time in Israel had caused many people to question Israel's decision to blow up buildings in, in Gaza. Uh, and and we then saw appalling marches in in London with anti-Israel groups uh, shouting anti-Semitic messages to the Jewish community. They were driving in cars with Palestinian flags, and and they were they were they were actually saying we we're, we're going to kill the Jews and we're going to rape the daughters, the Jewish daughters, and it was horrific. This is anti-Semitism as we've not seen in a long time in the UK. And then there was the naggy footballers marching around football stadiums, such as the Manchester United players, uh, Pogba, I think it was, and and, uh, I think uh, Ahmad uh, Dalio, I think that's his name, from the Ivory Coast, and, and they were waving the Palestinian flags. You know, professional footballers should not be doing these things. Uh, and, and I can remember <coughs> um, putting out two photographs in my, in my news report, uh, asking you to, to, to look at the photo 
and um and, and to describe what was happening and 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 it, it, it all came about because sky news australia's uh, host rowan dean um caused a, a massive stir because in his news uh, article uh, that went out uh, live on sky news uh, dean stated he, he put this photograph and the photograph was of rockets flying from gaza and the Iron Dome trying to take them out. And, and, and I've got a quote here. He says, on the left, you can see Israel's Iron Dome at work in the skies above Israel. On the right-hand side of the photo, you can see the deadly rockets being fired out of Gaza from Hamas in an aggressive and deliberate offensive act of war designed to kill and maim as many innocent, everyday Israeli civilians as possible. These rockets, by the way, have been supplied by Iran and funded part by the Obama-Biden administration and indeed by countries such as ours via the donations to the United Nations. Now, he goes on, he says, on the left-hand side of the photo, looking at something, looking like something out of Star Wars or Close Encounters, you can see the Iron Dome, a technical, a technological miracle that allows Israel to shoot down these Iranian Hamas rockets out the sky in a purely defensive act designed to save citizens' lives. Now, allow that to tug on your logical side of your brain rather than tug at the emotional strings of your heart. On the right-hand side, a barrage of deadly missiles supplied by the terrorist Iranian regime to the murderous thugs of Hamas designed to kill Jewish men, women and children as they sleep in their beds. And, and, and I added into the report here, may I add Israeli Arabs too, because they were also affected by the rockets fired at Israel. Uh, on the left-hand side, a highly sophisticated, remarkable defensive system designed through in, um, the necessity over many years to protect lives and, and so on and so forth. And he, he goes on. Do you know what really, really angered me about this war and, and, and about the fact that people were um, actually um, protesting so aggressively and being so anti-Semitic? on uh, the streets of London and the streets of Bradford and other places. Uh, and the crowds were unbelievable. They really, really were. Uh, over 207,000 civilians have been killed in Syria, with at least 25,000 being children. Now let that fact just sink into your grey matter for a moment. 207,000 civilians have been killed in Syria, with at least 25,000 of them being children. How is it that these people who, in their lawlessness, go onto the street to, to, to stamp and campaign and um, use the F word to, to say, you know, get rid of the Jews... Why have they not been campaigning on the streets for what's been happening in Syria, where 207,000 civilians have been killed and where 25,000 children have been killed? Where are all these pro-Palestinian uh, anti-Semitic marches that we've seen on the UK streets? Where, where are these people regarding Syria? It's sickening. It really, really is sickening.
And um, I, I just feel this is something which, <laughs> do you know what? It, 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 it caused me to, to grieve in my spirit. It caused me to, to think, what are we going to do? What, what are these days that we're heading into? Are we in the end days? Because there is a spirit of lawlessness that's within our nation of the United Kingdom at this very moment that um, is quite scary, I, I have to say. And, and uh, as, I, as I thought about all of these things, um, it really, really did affect my spirit. Now, we need to remember that in some ways we should even pity the people who are on the streets being anti-Semitic. And just because God has called us to the nation of Israel doesn't mean to say that we have to then hate those who oppose as you'll hear in one of my podcasts. If you want to uh, go back to uh, the, the episode 37 of the Eagle's Eye podcast, uh, the Hini Matov podcast, where I was speaking about uh, the vision I had. I'm not going to go into it again. You'll have to just uh, go onto the SoundCloud and listen to that on um, episode 37. But we, 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 can't, we can't hate um, these people. We, in, in, in many ways... We should be sorry for them. We should be praying for them. And we also need to remember that this is a spiritual war. As, as Paul, St. Paul wrote in, in the, his letter in Ephesians, in the New Testament, uh, Ephesians 6 and verse 12, he writes, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Surely these people who are protesting on the streets of London and Bradford, etc. have been blinded by what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, chapter 4, verse 4. And, and, and they need our prayers too. And I know that's a hard thing to do, but somehow we, we need to be able to do it. And you know, if anybody should have hatred in the hearts or a, or a, a, a deep, um, I can't even de put the, describe the words how I feel, but uh, just a, oh, a weariness, a heaviness then I feel that I, I should be able to understand that, having seen rockets fly over my head when I've been on Starot, having, having seen the bus that I used to get, I used to travel on um, to um, the, the, the um, CFI Jerusalem office in 2002, uh, get blow up, blown up by Hamas on Mexico Street. I, I can so relate to the struggle that the Israelis are having to go through. And seeing what these people who hate the Jewish people, who hate Israel, is not an easy task. But you know what? God has called me to report on this through my Watching Over Zion reports. He, he's called me to be a voice. 
and, and, and my prayer is he's calling you to be a voice too. Don't sit and ignore the time that we're in because we don't know how much more time we've got. I'm actually uh, I'm recording part of this uh, in two sections and, and uh, this, pa- this part was recorded just after uh, June the 10th um, because um, it was our wedding anniversary and uh, it was our uh, 32nd wedding anniversary and uh, yeah, it was great. We, uh, we had a, a good day even though we worked through it, um, went out for a nice meal. But um, something else happened <laughs> on June the 10th. Uh, many, many years ago, during the 10th, 1967. Because after just six days against an overwhelming odds, Israel celebrated victory over its enemies. And you know, it was, it was never meant to be like that, at least not according to the Arab world. But God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob knew different. You see... The Arab leaders had prepared their victory speeches months before the Six-Day War. The Jews would be driven from their ancient homeland yet again. Thirteen countries and all those who backed her lined up against tiny Israel. And remember, Israel is the size of Wales. It is not 0.1% of the Middle East, which means 99.9% of the Middle East is Uh, either Arab or Muslim or Arab Muslim controlled okay so the Jews the Jewish nation the tiny nation of Israel were vastly outnumbered they were vastly outnumbered in terms of troops and planes tanks personal carriers The Cairo newspapers were already publishing cartoons of Egyptian leader Nasser, who was a notorious anti-Semite, pushing the stereotypical Jew off the cliff. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Well, God was in the detail. And God was with the tiny nation of Israel as his word promised. In just six short days, between June the 5th and June the 10th, 1967, the Arab armies of the Middle East were humiliated like never before, soundly beaten in a war many said Israel couldn't possibly win, but did. And the the tiny nation cried out a a cry that is still heard to this day, Am Yisrael Chai, Am Yisrael Chai, The people of Israel live. And there are many promises in the word of God. Uh, One that uh, I like to stand on is Isaiah 41, 8 and 12, where it says, But you, Israel, are my servant, Israel whom I've chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest regions and said to you, you are my servant, I've chosen you, and have not cast you away. So fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing as those who strive with you shall perish. You'll seek them, but not find them. Those who contended with you, those who war against you shall be as nothing. And those words were fulfilled and have been fulfilled many times, but were fulfilled in the 10th of June, 1967. And um, you'll have noticed this, the picture of this podcast. It's got a flag of the, an Israeli flag, but it's like a, a jigsaw puzzle and there's pieces that are still missing. And, you know, when I first saw that picture, I thought about our lives and, and, and like you, do you wrestle with life? Do you try to come to terms with the demands of life? I know I have. Are you a bit like me and a bit like Jacob in the scriptures as he too wrestled with the whole issue of God? Um, sometimes we look at the Middle East, sometimes we... No matter what happened in 1967, Six Day War, no matter what happened in the 1973 Yom Kippur War, no matter what happened, what has happened since, we can still look at the nation of Israel and we can still see some missing pieces, can't we? But you know what? God is in the detail. God will put those missing pieces of that jigsaw puzzle in at the right time, in the right place, and eventually we will see the full picture and God will be honoured. Israel, the Jewish people, will come to know the Messiah. Israel as a nation will be a nation that will trust once again in the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And that full picture will be clear to everyone at the right time. At the right place. So in closing, I just want to read Proverbs uh, verse 20 and verse 5 because it says that the intentions of a man's heart are like deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. And, and you know what? There's, there's something happening in our world at this moment in time. And as, as believers in the Lord, we need to have the waters of our soul being being stirred. Because the, the waters of our soul are being stirred in the deep waters of our soul. <laughs> Something is being stirred. Something is happening. It's not a coincidence that we've been through a year and, and more than a year, uh, must be nearly 16, 17 months now, of this coronavirus and at the same time, we've seen a spirit of lawlessness unleashed upon the world. And if we are sincere in our walk with God, then the waters of our soul have to be stirred in these times. The waters of our soul are stirring in the deep waters. We need to do what it says in Proverbs 20 and verse 5. Uh, I think it was the NIV that says, the purpose of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight 
draws them out. I, I, I quite like that translation for this particular verse. Um, the purpose of a man's heart is deep water, but a man of understanding will draw them out. You know, by joining every part of your life and being, your deepest parts, your heart, your soul, your wounds, yes, even your wounds, your longings, your desires, everything to God, only then can you be complete. Only then can your deepest needs and longings be fulfilled. And only then will we understand the times that we're living in. Is God calling you to be watch, a watcher for Zion? Is he calling you to intercede like you've never prayed before regarding the nation of Israel? Is he calling you to be like Habakkuk? Until next time, may his peace and his grace and blessings be upon you. Until next time.